money is the visible sign of a universal force. And this force, in its manifestation on Earth, works on the vital and physical planes and is indispensable to the fullness of the outer life. In its origin and its true action, it belongs to the divine. But, like other powers of the divine, it is delegated here, and in the ignorance of the lower nature, can be usurped for the uses of the ego, or held by Asuric influences, and perverted to their purpose. This is indeed one of the three forces, power, wealth, sex, that have the strongest attraction for the human ego and the Asura, and are most generally misheld and misused by those who retain them. The seekers or keepers of wealth are more often possessed rather than its possessors. Few escape entirely a certain distorting influence stamped on it by its long seizure and perversion by the Asura. For this reason, most spiritual disciplines insist on a complete self-control, detachment, and renunciation of all bondage to wealth and of all personal and egoistic desire for its possession. Some even put a ban on money and riches and proclaim poverty and bareness of life as the only spiritual condition. But this is an error. It leaves the power in the hands of the hostile forces. To reconquer it for the divine to whom it belongs and use it divinely for the divine life is the supramental way for the sadhaka. You must neither turn with an ascetic shrinking from the money power, the means it gives, and the objects it brings, nor cherish a rajasic attachment to them, or a spirit 
of enslaving self-indulgence in their gratifications. Regard wealth simply as a power to be won back for the mother and placed at her service. All wealth belongs to the divine and those who hold it are trustees, not possessors. It is with them today, tomorrow, it may be elsewhere. All depends on the way they discharge their trust while it is with them, in what spirit, with what consciousness, in their use of it, to what purpose. In your personal use of money, look on all you have, or get, or bring, as the mothers. Make no demand, but accept what you receive from her, and use it for the purposes for which it is given to you. Be entirely selfless entirely scrupulous, exact, careful in detail, a good trustee. Always consider that it is her possessions and not your own that you are handling. On the other hand, what you receive for her lay religiously before her, turn nothing to your own or in your body else's purpose. Do not look up to men because of their riches or allow yourself to be impressed by the show, the power or the influence. When you ask for the mother, you must feel that it is she who is demanding through you a very little of what belongs to her. And the man from whom you ask will be judged by his response. If you are free from the money taint, but without any ascetic withdrawal, you will have a greater power to command the money for the divine work. Equality of mind, absence of demand, and the full dedication of all you possess and receive, and all your power of acquisition to the Divine Shakti and her work are the signs of this freedom.
Any perturbation of mind with regard to money and its use, any claim, any grudging, is a sure index of some imperfection or bondage. The ideal sadhaka in this kind is one who, if required to live poorly, can so live, and no sense of want will affect him or interfere with the full inner play of the divine consciousness. And if he is required to live richly, can so live, and never for a moment fall into desire or attachment to his wealth or to the things that he uses or servitude to self-indulgence or weak bondage to the habits that the possession of riches creates. The divine will is all for him and the divine Ananda. In the supramental creation, the money force has to be restored to the divine power and used for a true and beautiful and harmonious equipment and ordering of a new divinized vital and physical existence in whatever way the Divine Mother herself decides in her creative vision. But first, it must be conquered back for her, and those will be strongest for the conquest who are in this part of their nature strong and large and free from ego and surrendered without any claim or withholding or hesitation pure and powerful channels for the supreme puissance.